welcome to the September edition of BBRO Beatcast. I'm Francesca Broom, your host and Knowledge Exchange Manager for BBRO. With seed orders due in very shortly, we thought we'd bring an early edition of Beatcast in order to give you as growers a brief overview of the varieties available for the 2023 growing season. First up, I'm going to hand the microphone over to Emily Short and Ron Granger of Limmergrain to talk about the offering from Beta Seed. I'm here with Ron Granger, Arable Technical Manager for Limmergrain UK. So, Ron, tell us what the Limmergrain Beta Seed portfolio has to offer growers. I think the Limmergrain portfolio of Beta Seed varieties continues to grow, and we now have six varieties now available on the new recommended list. Beta Seed varieties have now proved themselves both in trials and, more importantly, with on farm performance over testing seasons, and are now a recognised force in the sugar beet cropping sector. The portfolio offers a range of varieties suitable for the key demands of the individual farmer's requirements. So if you're looking for yield, sugar content, disease resistance, we should have a variety within our portfolio of what suits your requirements. And on top of that, B2C continue to deliver new genetics to the market. For example, the new Conviso variety. So what are the characteristics that growers should be looking for in a variety? Well, that will totally depend on the individual grower situation. Yield will always be important, uh, and at the moment we have the highest yielding variety, 1915. If you're not looking for out-and-out yield, but looking for security, of course, bolting is something that all growers will look at. Really early drilling situation, before mid-March, um, I would suggest we do have several varieties, 3610, 3020, 5770, that will fit that earlier drilling situation. We have some of the highest sugar contents on the list. Um, sugar content is, as you know, very valuable. That's what you get paid for at the end of the day. Um, but certainly beet seeds certainly have some of the best varieties for sugar content. And then on top of that, disease resistance, as you know, gives you good security. Um, again, the beet seed varieties offer really good um, disease resistance profiles, certainly for rust, some cases for mildew, uh, and actually also for sarcospora. Ron, can you tell us a little bit about BTS1915? Yes, certainly. It's the highest yielding variety available on the recommended list. Uh, and actually does raise the bar for yield potential. And the reality is the variety offers sugar beet growers the best return on investment regarding final income. It's always had the highest yield potential going through all the trials it's ever been in. Um, it's sitting around 107.1% treated and untreated it also offers 106.5. Looking at the untreated yield is quite important because it shows how robust the variety is for performance is not a variety suitable for that earlier drilling slot. Which varieties would you say are best suited for drilling uh, before mid-March? Certainly BTS 3020 is a variety to look at, you know, sitting on a treated yield of 100.1. Um, why is it suitable for the early drilling situation? It has one of the lowest early sowing bolters um, plants per hectare at 1388 on the recommended list. Uh, and actually it's been very low for all the seasons that it's been in trials. That's quite important because you want a variety to be robust over seasons. On top of that, it's a high sugar content of 17.4% and again has a very good disease resistance package. 
Another variety to possibly consider is BTS 3610, which is our new variety on the recommended list. It's a good all-round performer. Uh, that's what it is. It's sitting on 101.6 treated adjusted tons. Uh, again, it has a lower early sowing bolting score of 3498, a normal sowing bolting score of zero. Again, it has a high sugar content, 17.3, and again, a good disease resistance package. I just think it's the variety that offers good security for on-farm performance with a competitive yield, high sugar content, and good disease resistance profile. So, Ron, why don't you give us a short summary of the portfolio of the B2C varieties for the 23 season? Well, it's quite simply, really. BTS195 is the highest yielding variety available on the recommended list. We have BTS3020, which is the lowest bolting variety available, um, certainly worth considering for that earlier drilling situation on farm. We have our new variety BTS3610, which is the desirable all-round performer. There's nothing really wrong with it. It ticks a lot of boxes for on-farm performance. We also have BTS5770, which is really security and disease resistance, again with a very high sugar content. Certainly a variety probably worth considering for that later lifting situation on farm. We also have some seed of BTS1140, which of course has been on farm for several years now, and basically it's been proven on farm. It's been a great variety, continues to be a good variety. And lastly, we have BTS Smart 9485, which at the moment is the best ALS herbicide package variety available on the recommended list. Thank you, Ron. You've highlighted rather nicely that yield is not the only key to a profitable crop. Next, we catch up with Ben Bishop from KWS. Good morning, Ben. Great to have you on Beatcast. Your first chance to have a little chat with the, the growers and me about your varieties for 2023. Great to see that there's actually nine varieties for KWS on the 2023 RL, six of which have got slightly different characteristics. Do you want to just cover some of those points off for us? Yeah, sure, Chest, and thank you for having us. It's uh, it's good to support the Beatcast for sure. Yeah, you're right. In terms of the the portfolio for 2023, nine varieties in total, and I think they reflect a lot of our focus in terms of breeding on different characteristics. So, Beatsis nematode being a very obvious characteristic in there with three of our varieties, uh, Daphna Harrietta KWS and Anatina KWS, all providing a good level of tolerance against Beatsis nematode uh, and good yields to boot as well so definitely uh, sound choices there for growers for 2023 i think as we move into the more exotic characteristics we have things like aypr for those folks who have troubles with aggressive rhizomania luckily still a small area but um good that there's a, a good variety for there in uh, in felina and then we start to look at things like virus yellows tolerance where we've introduced marussia kws with a good level of tolerance against beet mild yellowing virus but i'm sure as your listeners know there is more than one virus strain when we talk about virus yellow so uh, we need to to be aware that for Marussia and the early varieties that are coming through the breeding program, they don't provide a complete solution to, to things like uh, beet yellowing virus and beet chlorosis. Then, of course, we're very pleased to have introduced the ALS technology, Conviso Smart, and Smart Rickster is our offering there with herbicide tolerance with a dedicated ALS inhibitor from Bayer as part of the Conviso Smart system, which is really gaining good traction, not just in terms of weed beet control, but certainly now in terms of simplicity of use, convenience, and an excellent broad weed spectrum control from, from the Conviso 1 herbicide. 
So as a direction of travel for us, for a breeder, new characteristics are very important. You know, without sounding overly arrogant about things, the BCM box is now is now ticked. Uh, AYPR is a relatively small area, as I say. So we continue to focus on things like virus yellows tolerance with a number of candidate varieties entered into official trials this season to get round to delivering better tolerance to all of the virus strains. And with the ALS technology, the Conviso Smart technology, the focus for us really is on increasing yield because whilst we are aware that there is around 6% yield increase from using the dedicated herbicide, it would still be good to have these varieties performing at a higher level in terms of yield. And coming back to BCN, it's important for us, we think, to get BCN tolerance into these herbicide tolerant varieties, because if you do have a weed beat problem, it's likely that you'll have um, high levels of BCN in your in your fields as well, of course. So that's what's there today, ready to go off the shelf, if you like. Looking ahead for maybe two to five years, uh, as I've said, we continue to focus on virus, but increasingly now we're turning our attention to things like Socospora uh, and Socospora tolerance. And the positive news there is that we've got some interesting material that's coming through the national listing process, uh, which we hope will be very good in terms of both yield and Socospora tolerance to offer another tool to growers in terms of managing risk of their crop on farm. And how long are you expecting that to take before it comes onto the UK market? So specifically with Socospora tolerance, maybe with a fair wind in two years. And one of the things about KWS varieties in the past has been that they've always been quite a very upright canopy. Again, is that a trait that's going to continue? Yeah, I mean, that's a fairly obvious characteristic of our genetic family, if you will. So that the pedigree and the, the varieties that are coming through there. Most of ours, as you say, do tend to have a more upright canopy, slightly smaller leaf and, and darker green. So we're getting very high efficiency with, with photosynthesis there. The interesting thing with growth habit, I think that for every observation, there's a counter observation. So, of course, one can talk about an upright canopy not being good for weed control because it doesn't shade. But then, of course, it's providing good access for your herbicide to to have contact with weed. So I think every point has a counterpoint. It is what it is. All about Thank choice, you. Chess. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Well, Thank you ever so much, Ben. That's great to hear from you. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you later in the season. No problem. Take care then. Bye-bye. Next, we catch up with a new but familiar voice with Richard Cogman of Struby UK. Welcome along to Beatcast, Richard. It's nice to have you here. Obviously, in a new role for you because uh, we're used to hearing your name in British Sugar and now you're with Struber. So can you tell us a little bit about the changes that have taken place there? Yeah, absolutely, Chez. Uh, so it's great to uh, to be representing uh, Struber UK Limited. Mark Culloden, my predecessor, also well known in British Sugar, uh, has stepped down and uh, retiring. Uh, in fact, has retired, uh, and therefore we've gone through a handover process. And as of the first of July, uh, I am now uh, leading the business in the UK, and I've had the pleasure of visiting colleagues and facilities in Germany earlier this week. So having just visited, are you aware of any new offers or opportunities for growers in the UK? Yes. So uh, the good news for Struber UK uh, is that we have three varieties now on the RL after an absence for a couple of years. Um, so growers will be well versed with Hayden and Dagar in the past and other varieties. Uh, we now have varieties Morgan and Stewart, which are available for general use. Uh, and Button, another new variety which is there uh, with um, special use for Beatsys nematode. So an exciting offering and um, an opportunity for growth to 
uh, get back involved with the, with the Struber brand. So you've just mentioned Morgan and Stuart there. Can you tell us a little bit more about the characteristics that these will bring? Yes, certainly. So the growth habit of the Morgan and Stuart is um, with their phenotype is to give a, a large canopy, um, early foliar development, so good um, sunlight interception uh, through uh, through May and June, and obviously into the uh, the summer days of uh, July and August to help build yield. So a characteristic of uh, a large leaf, um, a medium length PTL, uh, and from what I've seen in the field trials um, earlier this year, um, I can say that that growth habit is very typical and common to all three varieties. And obviously, having been out and had a look at what they've got now, uh, what about in the future? Are they looking at bringing anything else to market? Certainly uh, continue to work um, through um, NIAB and with yourselves in BBRO with uh, varieties coming through in national list trials uh, that we can hopefully successfully bring through to the RL. And it's great to see uh, you know, high performance uh, in the varieties that we've got in the RL this year from a range of breeders. And we need that to continue so we give growers choice and have an increase in performance uh, that will continue to drive yields forward. With regards to specific activities, uh, the real focus for Struber is to reflect on messaging back from growers in the UK and from BBRO and British Sugar to understand what traits are really going to be important going forward uh, with regards to changes to climate, change in available chemistry and so on. So we're working very hard looking at particular problems such as Cercospora and obviously virus yellows. Thank you very much for your time, Richard. I'm sure the growers will appreciate hearing a little bit more about what's coming out the the Struber house at the moment. And uh, we look forward to hearing more in future. Thank you very much indeed for your time, Chairs. Unfortunately, no one was available from Cess van der Haaf to join us for this Beatcast, but they too have a number of offerings for 2023. Um, these include Wren and Lacewing. Most of you be aware of Lacewing um, being their BCN tolerant variety, but they also have two new additions in the form of Tawny and Adder. So with 22 varieties spread across the four seed breeders, growers have got a wide range of varieties to choose from. And if you require any further information, we will be releasing an article on our opinions page, which will give you some information on the variety profiles. I hope the early release of the September Beatcast has been of assistance in your seed orders. And also I'd remind you to keep an eye on the BBR website for the Sucospora risk forecasts. With the recent rain and higher humidity levels, we are now seeing more areas at risk. We will, of course, continue to send texts out directly to those affected, but there is no substitution for checking your own crop. And also a reminder that the revisits to Beatfield 22 sites begin again in September. We have the 6th of September at Ubrink near Kings Lynn, 8th of September, Firstfield Dis, and 13th of September at Bracebridge. Bookings can be placed online at bbro.co.uk events. As mentioned last month, Beatcast now carries basis points. The September issue has one point and the number you require is CP forward slash 122067 slash 2223 slash K. Thank you for listening.